Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Wednesday, March 30th. Here we are in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tass. Got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. And finally making the magic happen. Over yonder, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Hit that little like button. Make sure you subscribed. Share the show. Comment away. Send in your questions. Email them into nodunksattheathletic.com. We're hitting the beach today, baby. Some great cues. So what about the AFL? What? Yeah, I'm talking a little wow. lazy. Oh, great. Yeah, so great. send those in to nodunksattheathletic.com. Get yourself a new Mr. Temperboy t-shirt. Maybe you got someone in your life that you like to argue about <laughs> breakfast or showering with. Go get a t-shirt. Uh, nodunks.com. Get all our No Dunks merch over there. This one available on white, on black, on a hoodie. Nice. And I really like this because it's Mr. Temper Boy. There are youth sizes available, <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, go take advantage of that. Uh, yesterday, Trey, Graydon, and a guest, Hazel Southwell, dropped a new No Breaks episode. Uh, this, I just want to remind you, has its own YouTube feed. I see people subscribing. Shout out to everybody subscribing to No Breaks. And now it's got its own podcast feed. So seek out no breaks. That's B R A K E S. Okay, <laughs> not the uh, break yeah, room yeah, break. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, no breaks. B R E A K S. Our new severance podcast that Ooh, we're going to be starting. All right, you're People all caught up. Right? Hear all about what's okay. going on in the break room. I love this show. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's crazy, good. It's uh, it's the new Lost for me. Uh, but like this time, I'm not getting involved in any of the mystery. Same. Just along. Just for enjoy the ride. it. Just, Just along it. for the ride. <laughs> Except we have to do a podcast. On yeah. It well, we're starting a brand new podcast. <laughs> uh, and speaking of podcasts. Uh, under the No Dunks umbrella, No Buffs, our Survivor podcast, goes live tomorrow afternoon around 3 p.m. Eastern. Our guy, Wendell Holland, is going to be joining us as our special guest uh, to recap tonight's episode of Survivor, which, Tass, I know you're pumped for. Just I am pumped probably for Probably No Buffs stuff. and Survivor. Yeah, Wendell for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, definitely looking forward to Wendell. And this season, it always starts slow. Who are these characters? <laughs> Let's get to know them a little it's bit. Good time yeah, to it's picking up. Yeah, for sure. So uh, that's no buffs, and just like no breaks, it's got its own YouTube and podcast feed. Okay, let's get into the NBA action from last night. Only five games on, but I feel like there's a ton to talk about. Let's start with Giannis. 40 points, ho hum, the late block to lead the Bucks past the 76ers. TK, take it away. This was a real <laughs> game of basketball. In fact, I've got a new term mm. for this kind of a game of basketball. When a game that should be on national TV mm. is league pass only, it's sicko's delight. I love it. Nah. Yeah, You gotta have it. You gotta be ready to s- jump on this sort of a game because, man, what an incredible game this was. The MVP battle has to go to Giannis based after last night. Like you said, Skeets, 14, 14 points, 40 points. Had 15 straight uh, between the third and fourth quarter. Basically, when Joel Embiid uh, subbed out, threw in 14 rebounds, six assists, one steal, three blocks, including that incredible game saver, which was eerily reminiscent of the block on DeAndre Ayton. Harden takes a step back three, and B grabs the rebound. Giannis, from the other side of the lane, gets to it way, way before it was to the glass. Yeah. I was like, how in the world is this called a goaltending? To the point where Giannis had to go from finger wag 
to finger swirl. <laughs> like he went from lagging for no, no, no to yes, 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 let's take a look. It was probably just the refs calling it a goal. Yeah, and yeah. So, so we could look, look at it. It actually helped out the Bucks. No, yeah, definitely, no here. doubt about it. But uh, nonetheless, it should have just been called a block right yeah. away because mm -hmm. that was an incredible block. Giannis definitely did get the best of Embiid on that play and over the course of the game. 29 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists for Joel Embiid. But he also had to deal with Brooke Lopez, who is incredibly strong. Like, I think we kind of forget about yeah. that with Brooke Lopez since he's become Splash Mountain. But the mountain part of it is serious, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. This guy can take bumps uh, from Joel Embiid, which is pretty impressive. And then, obviously, there's the help defense over the top as well. But if we were playing, it's just one game. But mm -hmm. I would be making a tiny, tiny MVP case for Drew Holiday, who I thought was awesome, especially in the fourth quarter of this one. Ten points, one assist in the fourth quarter. It was an alley-oop uh, to Giannis, the oh, assist, huge. which was very cool. And then he hit a three, like the next possession mm -hmm. down. He was fired up. Finished with 18 and 10 for the game. Just a bunch of clutch plays he had the jumpers he had the alley-oop and he was guarding everybody like they let him guard Tyrese Maxey for a little bit kind of chill Maxey zero points in the fourth quarter he was on James Harden for a little bit when it really came down to it Harden three points in the fourth qu quarter and there were even times when Drew Holiday would catch him beat on switches like there was one with about two minutes left and beat catches the ball right around the free throw line he could not move Drew Holiday nah. like he was trying to back him down and get maybe free throws maybe get a layup or something like that could not push him off the spot though so Awesome win uh, for the Bucks. Awesome game with the lead going back and forth oh. all the time in the fourth quarter. And now Milwaukee, second in the East by half a game. This was a major statement game for the Bucks for Giannis. A true sicko's delight. Mm. <laughs> it really was. It's amazing that this wasn't on national television, yeah. especially with the game that was on national TV. And the uh, we'll get to it, but the Mavs embarrassing the Lakers in 20 minutes or so. But yeah, and for the Sixers, they couldn't really have played much better for most of this game. I thought, I thought Harden was great uh, for a good chunk of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that shot that led to the uh, block was a clunker, oh, an absolute brick. missed it by a mile, yeah. and he got what he wanted. Yeah, so he missed it. But honestly, watching Giannis like this is an absolute delight because his bag is that. What's that meme of the rock with that gigantic? Bag? <laughs> he does have a huge bag. Yeah, that that was Giannis last night because also not only on the uh, uh, the block shot, he had that step in mid-ranger that Beautiful. he just walked into. He had the Akeem Olajuwon baseline faders at both ends of the court. And then the bully ball. I mean, Paul, no one can stop him, but Millsap out there, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's honestly <laughs> mean. And, and, then, and then, you know, James Harden, we know is not a bad post defender yeah. physically like that. But Giannis can just like, okay, if you push back, I'm just going to go to another level where you can't go. And guys are there, and he sort of like hops around guys, and then he can just drop it in the basket because yeah. there's no one there to contest that shot. He was just an absolute monster last night. That play at the end of the third quarter where they didn't really have time to get a shot off, and he just like uh, hop skipped and jumped his way down. I actually think that was a double dribble. I don't think you can push the ball out like that. Anyway, doesn't matter because everyone was just mesmerized. The, the Sixers uh, broadcast team were also just like, oh, Giannis, big play. <laughs> like, because it's like there isn't a way to stop him like this. And so if you're Philadelphia... You the way it used to be, uh, well, at least foul him, put him right, in line. Exactly. You really can't even do that anymore. No, I mean, he what steps are the with confidence. Or 7 to 10 last yeah, night. Seven you're going to yeah. that any day of the night. Um, but he is just a, a beast. And he really did separate himself from Embiid, certainly uh, last night in the MVP yeah. conversation. Embiid was good. He's been fantastic all season. But Giannis is doing things that nobody else can do. So uh, this was a, a very, very fun game to watch. An impressive, dominant victory in the end, even though it was only two points. I say dominant because it's like, if you're Philadelphia, you're like, how are we going to beat these guys four times? 
and not- play play Embiid more. I think that's what Joel Embiid would say because at the end of the third quarter and yeah. the beginning of the fourth, he was on the bench. Yep. That's when the Bucks made their run. Right. And, and he said it post game. Yeah, he said, uh, "What's what?" Or he was asked, "What's the strategy? How do you beat these guys?" Well, uh, maybe match up our minutes there, Doc. I mean, he really he called out yeah. Coach Doc. He said, "Match up our minutes because it's a, it's a weird thing that they've got going on in Philadelphia." Harden and Embiid sit together every half for a few minutes. It worked fine in the first half, uh, but in the second half, it's, it's odd just not to stagger them. So, yeah, Trey said uh, he went for 15 straight. Yeah, uh, Embiid said, was asked, uh, you know, what was the difference in this game? Well, I don't know. He went for like 17 straight or whatever it was. <laughs> and I think it was exactly 17. Yeah, I, th- sure. I thought it was too. Yeah, but, and it, yeah. I, I don't know how Embiid knew that. Like, he knew exactly <laughs> how many points. He's sitting there counting. I mean, yeah, it was it was a show, obviously. Yanis went on there. that run, but... There, there aren't too many dudes that can just get in his way. And, and beat, I, he was doing a pretty good job. Uh, but I, I know the Bucks have sort of been – they're champs. They can chill a little bit un, until the postseason. Uh, and uh, Giannis is you – could, you could see, yeah, that two minutes left when he stepped into that 21-footer yeah. where he just buried it. The defender, defender obviously has to give him space. What, what are you going to do? Uh, so he gives him space, and Yanis buries it, and he's getting better at the mid-range shot. You can tell that is something that he practices a billion oh, times. Cool. Head down, head up, bury. He's shooting 41% from mid-range, up from 35 last year, and that's basically what he's been for his career. So he's just he's just got the confidence of a, of a champ, of a two-time finals MVP, and that's why they are the favorites when it comes to uh, the Eastern Conference playoffs, even though the Celtics are playing really, really well. But I can see why Embiid is pissed off in this game, and if you want to make a, a crazy MVP case, people like to say, oh, a guy goes to the bench, their team sucks. Well, Embiid's case, right there. They win this game probably if he plays like 40, 44 minutes and he, he matches up those minutes because they started the fourth quarter up eight. When Embiid came back, uh, they're only up two. And as he said, Yanis got on an absolute roll and he couldn't be stopped. What do you think of Harden's game here? Uh, overall, I know the final three shots are not great. He, he, he missed a three on the wing with like four minutes to go. Then he like drove into traffic yeah. and there was like four bucks around him. Yeah. He flung it up at the rim. He was maybe trying to get the foul. He didn't. And then he missed that. Uh, he bricked that three at the end that led Bad to miss. the Embiid sort of put back from the honest block. But uh, I thought he did have a good first half. I thought him and Embiid looked pretty comfortable out there with the pick and pops and stuff like that yep great three quarters to, yeah. to be quite honest it was nice i think if you're a 76ers fan you had to be a little bit encouraged at least through the first three quarters to see james harden showing up in obviously a huge game where he has to play well for your team to be competitive and he was really good through three quarters but a goose egg in the fourth so like yeah. what are you gonna do i mean he scored three points but it wasn't impressive or anything like that you didn't feel harden uh it was kind of i mean i don't know what are you supposed to do in that situation i guess the three from harden is probably the shot there but I don't know. Maxi wasn't doing anything. Tobias Harris was invisible in the fourth quarter. So it just came down to Harden wasn't good enough in the fourth quarter. So to me, it's like cool three quarters, do it in the fourth. Yeah. Much the same as cool regular season, do it in the playoffs. Oh, exactly. That, that's the question is he he gets that green light. If you want it, they'll run that play for him and he got the three, but he just missed it. So it, but it, it's more than just the miss though. It's more the symbolism of like when the other team was coming, they needed someone to respond James Harden is that guy who should do it. And his body language early on, I thought, was very aggressive. But then he just faded in that fourth yeah. quarter. So, uh, yeah, you've, you've just got to be a little concerned, I think, if you're a Sixers fan, with that reputation that Harden has in huge games, he tends to go missing. And just 
Back to the block, which was called the goal 10, which then they look at and go, no, that was definitely a block. I mean, he blocks it before it hits the glass. Do you think there should be a rule change with this? Because they're like, well, it's a jump ball now because no one has possession, uh, though it had gone out on Milwaukee. Like the Sixers, in theory, should have had a had a chance with, I bet, what, one, one and a half seconds. Let's call it two yeah. seconds to maybe get a shot in the end that you're obviously trying to score on. But instead they jump it up and like you're basically, you have no chance then. Uh, or it's just like, Luck of the draw, because I think what the refs do in this situation is like, well, let's just call it a goaltend. So we can look at so it. So we can look at it and then like make sure we get it right. They did. Okay, that's a block. But then now it really, really helped out Milwaukee there because it should have been Philly's ball. I feel like they could just give Philly the ball after that and no one would bat an eye. Even after all of that. Because who the hell knows the rules as to who gets the ball on side outs? Who knows? Even at the jump ball. So they go to center court, 1.6 left. Jump ball. Harden controls it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Game. doesn't get a shot off because the buzzer goes off and he complains. He goes, he yells to the referee, the shot, the, the clock was not supposed to start until I got the ball. That's not That's true. not true. No, no, it's not true. Uh, he's, think, he's thinking it's like an inbound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's thinking it's like an inbound where you, as soon as you pick it up. No one knows the rules yeah. is, is frankly what it comes down to. I think you could honestly give the ball. I think you make a judgment call and you could give the ball to the Sixers. Well, and I was okay with the, the goaltend because, number one, we finally saw Yanis block immediately after it happened, unlike in the finals where it took like five oh, yeah, minutes right. to watch to see one of the best blocks in NBA right, history. Right. It took forever for uh, ESPN ABC to replay it. Amazing block. Fantastic stuff. And they got it right. And that's that's partially the good thing. Honestly, would anyone know what the rule well, is? Well, no, I think I would just take it one step further. Like, when they go and look at the goal 10, and it's not, and they see the play developed where the ball goes out on Milwaukee. Give it to them. Then, yeah, then I'm sort of with you. It's like, okay, why don't... All right, we're not counting the points. Because yeah. it was a clean block, but it went out on Milwaukee. Here's here's a chance for you. Uh, with about two seconds ago, whatever it was. But, right, because they... Uh, rules are the rules. Hang on, what did they call that? So they called it, in theory, then they called it for a basket, then, yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they so, said the game was tied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah hold Philadelphia on, that was a block. Yeah. should definitely get the ball back if the uh, <laughs> ball was wrong there. Uh, just one Great more thing though. I forgot to bring up. Um, that time in the first half where Nyang was on on, Yang, on uh, Yas, and he just flicked him out the way and then jammed it with his left as Embiid came over. I mean, when have we seen a player like that big just have that much sort of flexibility with both sides of his body off the dribble like that? It's just incredible. But how is that a travel? The the four dribbles that he took from end to end, which I, I even I didn't even bat an eye. I just thought, oh, this is Yanis just doing Yanis things. Nothing, no one in the NBA can do it. How is it a travel when he just, he it's, pushes it ahead? Yeah, because it's, it's like palming it almost. You, you're sort of you're, you're pushing the ball rather than dribbling it. It's it's a very very gray area, but I know that that's I mean, been. People, hey, I'm doing that tonight at our pick'em, brother. If, <laughs> if you want the ball, just go get it. If you want the ball, yeah. But it's 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 how you sort of uh, stop the possession, right? Because you are you are sort of controlling it. In it, it's like it's like if you push if you. <laughs> Say you're dribbling along, right? Someone comes and you get scared and then you push the ball over. Which guys do. Yeah, and then you start dribbling again. That does get called as a double dribble sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Really? But it's another one of those, like, you're going to be, like, if you call that, you're a bit of a bad ref. <laughs> so it's, I mean, people do it in traffic because, you know, they're yeah, caught in a double yeah. team, it's, it's, push through, it's and it's a cool move. <laughs> uh, and in this instance, he took four dribbles and two steps to go 94 feet. Uh, and But I honestly, I looked at it and I just thought, well, 
Yeah, yeah Yanis stuff. Uh, because nobody else <laughs> that's does. What I, that's mainly what it is. It's yeah. just like, we don't really know if uh, that's just him or that's against the rules because it was just a, a, an incredible uh, freak of athleticism there. Like, his strides look like they're about 12 feet long. Yeah. They're just unbelievable. Uh, and then he shows up at the post-game press conference uh, to talk to uh, the reporters mm. Comes with a dad joke book. Like, yeah. uh, like, oh, uh, I didn't see that. You didn't see this? He literally tasks comes with uh, dad jokes. Is the book? <laughs> it says it on the front, and he delivers another one. You know, what do you call okay, a yeah. cow that's on the floor? Um, I don't know. Ground beef. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, ah, oh, no, go crazy. No, I would say, the, no. I would say the reporter's just like crickets, right. and yeah. he's so happy with cat. himself. He's like, good, good. Now nice. we can start. I did it. I brought my book. <laughs> tells you, tells you how concerned Giannis was coming oh. into this matchup, and he just went out there and destroyed a team that you know people are hyping up, yeah. and obviously a big matchup with Embiid. So. That was very funny to show up with a prop. The guy has showed up with props multiple times this year, just cruising through, currently second in the league in scoring. His team is second seed. They could easily finish with the first seed in the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah, yeah he does not seem concerned. No, right. yeah. no, but he's making a nice little push here for MVP right at the end of the yep. season. And he should be the MVP. Basketball reference has it Jokic one still, Giannis two, and then Embiid quite a distance third. Uh, yeah. Ain't right nobody now. taking Jokic or Embiid over Giannis if you're picking the three best players. What about Durant? Yeah, that, Kevin okay. Durant's the only other guy who's okay. in the conversation for best okay. player in the league, but he is hurt more than Giannis is. Yeah. So for me, it's got to be Giannis. I'm taking Giannis in that situation right now. Yes. Right. But MVP vote? Yes. Or, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, because, because he, uh, again, I do think they are going to finish with the number one seed as well. Okay. So you're going to take that. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, we don't want to live too much as a prisoner of the moment, but a game like that, it's just like, who? why would you take right. anybody else yeah. over him? Oh, I it's mean, a prisoner of the four years to me, honestly. It's like... Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, they all have MVP numbers. They've all played an MVP season. One of them is the best player in the league. Mm. So that is kind of the deciding yeah. factor for me at this point. Mm. Yep. I think it's a good game for the Sixers, though, in a way to show Doc, hey, we got to play Embiid more. I mean, our backups just aren't that good. <laughs> they, they just can't stop yeah. anyone. Yeah. Do you think Embiid can play a whole bunch more I was going to say, he played 39 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Like, what are you asking, 44 in, yep. in these playoffs? That, that, <laughs> he's got to yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't play any of their backup big, no. big guys, really. It feels sort of like LeBron Cavs days mm -hmm. a little bit towards the end. They gave up a bunch of their depth when they traded Drummond and Seth Curry uh, to get mm -hmm. Harden, and uh, they're paying for it now. And also just to get reps between Embiid and Harden. You saw a play just earlier before Harden missed that shot where uh, Embiid tried to give it back to Harden and went out of bounds because oh, the, yeah. Bucks, the, Bucks made, the Bucks yeah. made a really nice switch uh, to get Brooke off. And they just don't have the reps together. So these reps are good. It's still scary, though. Harden... You know when he's going to have a good game. You watching those those skinny ankles, even though those quads are huge, you can see some some spryness in those ankles, those the legs. Right when he's having a good game, watch those socks. He's bouncy. He, he looks so different than on several of his games with the Sixers. And then in the fourth quarter, yeah, he just doesn't look great. And then just to, to add on to that, he's thirty two. What happens next year and the year after that? Once these guys get some reps together, as he get he he obviously doesn't look like he did a couple of years ago. So that's the scary part. But anyway, good for them to get reps. And, and yeah, I think this would be a series, yeah, but you got to play and beat more, I think, which anyway, is scary. great game. Too bad no one saw it unless you had League Pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, go watch the highlights on NBA YouTube. Uh, okay, let's keep it going here. Paul George, he returned. He's back. 
He missed 43 games, but here he is, had an awesome game, and the Clippers rallied in the fourth. They were down huge to beat the depressing Jazz, 121-115. Uh, what do you want to start with, Paul George or Utah blowing this one? I, I should start with Paul George because he did it in yeah. 31 minutes. and Amazing. It was incredibly smooth out there. He was looking fresh with a nice uh, haircut out mm. there too, looking great. But really, this is more an indictment on the Jazz and their fragility. And they were up 25 points in the third quarter and lost and after the game Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert to make it even worse are basically sort of going this happens all the time this keeps happening like we we just don't fight back I mean giving it away as well there's no sort of like alright yeah we blew this one we'll be better instead it's like we kind of suck uh, especially in the clutch (laughs) and they did I mean and they did and Tony Jones on the uh, athletic had it here the Jazz have lost 14 games this season when they've had a double digit lead so we talked yesterday first half leads don't mean anything any lead for the Jazz doesn't mean anything at any point of the game that should mean something when you have a 25 point lead in the third quarter that's that's a lead that's real that's a you know should be at least especially against a team like the Clippers who you've you know they beat you last year this is that revenge game motivate all those sort of buzzwords and they were doing the right thing and then as soon as the Clippers put them under pressure the Jazz just didn't fight back Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing and again in that in that fourth quarter there Donovan Mitchell I mean okay this is more a mental mistake calling a timeout when they didn't have one yeah. Ended up costing them another point. Again, mm-hmm. at that point, the game was likely over anyway, but it still hurts when your star player can't even ha- remember something basic like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, this really is more about, it. and re- reading about it this morning, who would you take the Jazz to beat right now? Let's say they finish, they're going to finish in the bottom four. Right, so they're going to finish fifth, sixth. Yeah. So likely. they're going to have, you know, the Warriors potentially. Sure. Uh, the Suns, no, I don't think they'll get no. them. Or the Grizzlies. Warriors or the Mavericks. It's the Warriors just because of the injuries and stuff like that right, right now. But right. even still, I think if you're the Warriors... You don't like the Jazz's chances to get out of the first round? Uh, not at all. Right. Not Certainly not against those other three teams, yep. Phoenix, Memphis, and Dallas. Maybe if they get lucky with injuries against the Warriors. But other than that, it feels like this is going to be the end of the road for Snyder, Gobert, and Mitchell together. One of them is gone, I'm sure, at the end of this season, most likely Snyder. This, does, this was depressing. Depressing. Watching Paul George as incredible as he was, looking great, but you're like, this sucks for the Jazz. Yeah, uh, to me it feels very similar to when the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin Clippers were coming to an end, and you're like, your team is still good, but you've been through like so many heartbreaking losses and coming close and just not living up to the expectations that eventually it just starts to weigh on you, and that's exactly what it feels like for the Jazz. Because like Lee's saying, Donovan Mitchell's saying, it's the same shit every year, and it is the same (laughs) shit every year, because like it was crazy watching Terrence Mann go off against the Jazz again. Mm. Like, didn't you watch the tape of Terrence Mann yeah. going off against the Jazz against you last year? Isaiah Hartenstein? Oh, what a game. Was <laughs> torching Rudy Gobert to the point where he took a three-pointer, like, on purpose with 10 seconds left in the shot clock. Clippers got the ball back and scored on that possession. Uh, Gobert says nobody wants to get their hands dirty. He's just angry the entire game mm. because he never gets the ball. They're never going to pass him the ball because when he catches it, it takes 100 years to get it to the rim. <laughs> and then on defense, all of the guards get torched. So then Gobert looks terrible because they're scoring at the basket the whole time. He's just throwing his hands yeah. up in anger the entire time. It feels like a team that has gotten stale. And usually I'm willing to give the Jazz the benefit of the mm. doubt because it's like regular season, do whatever you do because it's the playoffs that are really going to matter. Sure. That's obviously still the case here, but they are they are crumbling right now. Yeah, and it's just an extension of last year in the playoffs. As you said, game six against the Clippers there. The Clippers came back from 25, and it's literally the same thing has happened every year. It's not only do they get up double digits and lose, but they get down double digits and can't come back. Like, 
only the worst teams in the league. The stat was four four and twenty two in games they trail by double digits, and the only teams that have worse records than that are all lottery teams, oh. uh, according to our man John Schumann. Schumann coming through with that stat. Yeah, this, so that just that's a sign of a team that doesn't want to play all that hard and isn't on the same page. So it sure feels like at some point, yeah, this thing has to. Uh, has to be changed now. Paul George was incredible. I think. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, he was for, great. Man. You know, he went. He obviously went into the locker room because his first half wasn't all that great. Uh, but uh, he came out of the locker room and looked like Paul George from the beginning of the season. Twenty-five of his thirty-four points in the last twenty minutes of the game. He had a twenty-point third quarter there uh, to bring his team back. He said to his guys, "We don't look like a playoff team." And uh, that's when they came back. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm high on this team because of what they've done in the postseason, because they've been decent without their best players. I feel like they are going to be a tough out no matter who they play. They're, you know, locked into the eighth seed right now. We'll play, you know, likely the Timberwolves in a play-in game, but they are going to be a tough out. This is a team that has success in the playoffs just last year as a conference finalist. Easy to forget that, I think. And then Paul George obviously needs to be there for them to do that but for his first game to be that good it doesn't happen very often in the nba it feels like that could be a really fun obviously one and done type game yep. between the wolves and the clippers oh, yeah. seven eight i say one and done because whoever would lose that game would get one more chance to get in but man that would be a must watch television i feel like with these teams right now with paul george back yeah 34 points 10 of 20 hit six threes <laughs> he attacked gobert too yeah yeah I mean, that massive sort of and one over him uh, where he took the hit and laid it like high off the glass four steals six assists like what an incredible game mm-hmm. for a guy that hadn't played in months in a very long time since been out there so great game from paul george and it's always nice to be reminded that his parents names yeah. are paulette and paul yeah <laughs> just pushing p i love it <laughs> throw that up on a graphic i'm just gonna smile every single time so thank you Pete. yeah yeah yesterday you just called him paul, paul well, can't yeah. do that in the paul george household no everybody yeah. would look what yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right our, imagine uh, if the jazz dropped a seven and they got to play the Clippers in the play-in tournament. Well, that'd be great. Oh, wow. It's possible. Five straight losses for the Jazz. They've got a tough schedule yeah. remaining, and they're obviously not on the same page together. Minnesota would be, I would think, have to be a little bit worried about playing a Clippers team yeah. with Paul George. Yeah. Uh, yep. And the Jazz definitely would if they somehow continue to mm-hmm. fall. Uh, next game here, the Mavericks just crushed the Lakers 128-110. LeBron sat. AD it's apparently nearing a return. Chris Haynes on the uh, on the broadcast saying this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously need it because they just got embarrassed here on national television again. I mean, this was over in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it was a 30-point game right away. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. It's, it's so odd. It's just odd. In this day and age, we have national TV. We have League Pass. We can't figure out which games to put on. <laughs> I, I just found it odd. We all knew coming into the night the Bucks Sixers game has to be the highlighted game from these early games but this Dallas LA game with no LeBron with no Anthony Davis is the one highlighted on national TV now I guess it's because you gotta send all your production trucks days in advance you gotta send your (laughs) broadcasting crew but I think this is something that's gonna change the next couple of years It, it just doesn't feel modern anymore the pandemic changed things about people and how they work. I thought that this could be something. You know, people were calling, or the broadcasters were calling games, you know, from studios in their right. own cities. And obviously that takes away something from the atmosphere. And, and sometimes the levels aren't good. The, uh, you don't really hear the crowd and all that. 
And I'm not I'm not saying take the broadcasters out, but we've got to find a way. We've got to find a way to put the <laughs> best on, game. Let's on. Go. You can flex. And, and, and just cut your losses. Bring back the broadcasters. Bring back Stan Van Gundy and Brian Anderson. You're not calling the game. You're not staying overnight. We're saving money. You're not staying. You're not. You're not staying overnight in a hotel. Just come on back. We got to show the Milwaukee Philadelphia game. What? Why? 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 I, I don't really understand the reason. Now it's it's an LA market, yeah. so maybe because it's not the Bucks market or the Sixers market, people are tuning in. But people weren't tuning. You're in trying yesterday. to sell the product exactly. to everybody. Exactly. Like, show us the good game, not this crap one. Yeah, no. I mean, Luca. Luca show was impressive. Luca is amazing. <laughs> Incredible. 34, 12, and twelve. Sure. And again, they were just destroying this team. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> was but it? at halftime, <laughs> jump over. Say, so, hey, guys, we're uh, Brian Anderson. Stand in. See you later. This one's over. We're calling it. And uh, let's take you over to the uh, Sixers on the call here. Uh, like, do yeah. that. Who cares? I'd rather watch, bas- show the I'd rather watch a close basketball game. Yeah, because this wasn't it, Lee. No, it wasn't. And, and, and I think, you know, obviously money drives all these decisions. So an L.A., bad L.A. team probably still generates more revenue than a Buck Sixers game. But if you're on the NBA, at some point you step in and say, if we're going to market these young stars, Joel Embiid and Giannis, we have to sacrifice some of the LA dollars. Because honestly, nobody, that that game last night doesn't do anything for the game. I don't think seeing the Lakers just get destroyed as good as Luca was, because it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't like, oh, I can see why Lucas. It was like, what an embarrassment for one of the glamour teams of the NBA. Yeah. But I know that's not going to change because the no. Knicks and the Lakers have just the biggest TV market. So that's where the money well, is. Well, it may change in the way that people just don't aren't you know subscribe to cable packages anymore. So maybe people just aren't watching TV the yeah, same I, anymore. I, like, yeah. like, because we call these national TV games. Well, the people that we know that watch games aren't tuning into channel 475 on their cable box to watch TNT. I, I know some are and... and but I, I think that's that, that mean that's difference. We're fans, and, yeah. and if you're trying to attract new fans, then you have to put on freakish athletes like Giannis and and, and Joel. Especially Lee. when they're well, the MVPs. I mean, there's yeah. there's two problems. There's yeah, the, I think big problems are end of games take too long, and the other problem is we don't know when stars are playing ever. So on TNT games on a TNT game on Tuesday or Thursday, like for instance, uh, the other night, I was wondering whether you know Harden was playing on mon- on Monday night, like. When our stars playing, you know, so this is a random game on TNT. You kind of have to be able to just flex. I'm not saying LeBron sat this one out or Anthony Davis sat this one out, but they had nobody in the end. Yeah. So, look, you know, I mean, pull up, pull up that bicep the LeBron and games flex are it. always backloaded into the marquee like yeah. slots here Tuesday, sure. Thursday nights, the uh, ABC games on Saturday because it's LeBron. He's a draw. He's on the Lakers for crying out loud. You didn't think they'd be this bad. I get all that, but what we're just saying is, yeah. Just have the ability to change it. Because <laughs> we know he's not that's playing. That's all it is. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. The, so, yeah, now the Lakers are outside of the playing tournament. They're technically 11th. They're tied wow. with the Spurs, but there's a tiebreaker, so the Spurs have that. And uh, the Lakers' schedules is not easy. They go into Utah Thursday night, which Utah should be, you know, pretty upset and after LeBron that loss. LeBron is not playing, I believe, in that one. Yeah, and Anthony Davis unlikely to play in right. that one either. They should. Should maybe be back the next night against New Orleans, who is ninth in the oh, play, in there. So that should, that's a big game, but they kind of have to win that game because then they go Denver at Phoenix at Golden State 
at home to OKC is another one that should be a W. And then at Denver to finish their season. Not a lot of dubs there. No, sir. No matter who's playing with this. No, sir. Uh, Trey, anything to add to the the Mavericks' dominating victory here? No, no, not very (laughs) much. I'm a sicko. So I was watching, obviously, the the Bucks and the Sixers. I had the Bulls going as well. So I tuned in just to watch the Luka highlights. And I noticed in one of the highlights that the Lakers had given up 99 points with eight minutes left in the third. I was like... (laughs) Looks like that kind of game. Jovan Buha called this the Lakers' nightmare to drop out of the play-in tournament. I don't know. I think it might be their yeah. dream. Yeah. I don't think one, two, they three, re- Cancun going they don't, on. They don't really want to be in the no. play-in tournament. Like LeBron did it one time last year. Thought maybe we'll be able to pull this off. Coming from the seventh seed, hit the game winner. He saw three baskets. It was a cool shot. But he doesn't want to have to do it again. He hates that thing. So the Lakers have been doing their best to get out of it, and somehow they figured out a way to do it. And then there's <laughs> no. They're not even playing for to keep their pick nah. because it's only decided <laughs> yeah. whether they're in the playoffs. It goes to. I always get this backwards. I think if they're in the playoffs, it goes to Memphis. And if they're out of the playoffs, it goes to the Pelicans. Or do I have that flip? Uh, anyway, it's those two teams. Yeah. It's not theirs. So they're like, no. doesn't matter. They're not tanking no, to no. keep it. What's the means. Memphis connection there? Uh, I forget. But I know uh, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, the Grizzlies yeah. get it. I think I think they get the better pick. Like if, yeah. it's a, if it's 11 or something, I, I don't know at this point. But it's going to other teams. Yes. Yeah, it's not so theirs. Yeah. The Lakers are incentivized to win here. And yeah. they've lost three straight five times in two months. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, the only thing LeBron is playing for is the scoring title, and he's already number one. Yeah, yeah. he can. He's, he's got to play three more games. <laughs> so oh. he does. I was, oh, I was yeah. right. Yeah. I was right. Yeah, 50, I said that Fifty-eight is what he has uh, to get okay. to of of eighty-two, and then it's legal. <laughs> this could be fun at least to see him try to maybe just bank fifty in a couple of these games just to do it because that's all he's got left for for this season. So. Okay, I mean, well, look, they are a different team if Anthony Davis plays. We could yeah, all agree with that. I know threat. they're not great, but okay. I, I, not a not no? a real threat. I okay. don't think so at it's all. It's a good point that LeBron was in the play-in tournament last year. They tried it, didn't work out. He said it sucked before last year. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I hate this thing. Fire whoever came up with it. Yeah, he, and now he's scraping to get in. Yeah, he hates Sad things. Stuff. Yeah, he hates things that are. You know, don't suit him for sure. Uh, uh, but but he's already tried it and tasted it. Didn't work out. Now Anthony Davis will say, "Hey, if I was healthy," or he doesn't say. He already said, "If I was healthy, we would have beat the Phoenix Suns when we got into right. the actual playoffs." But he's not gonna be right because there's just so few games left. Like he's not gonna be even close to himself. I wouldn't think. Uh-huh. We just saw Paul George come back, yeah, kick no, ass, maybe. First uh, game is always the easiest. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, Clay that's Thompson true. had a great first game. Yeah. Victor Oladipo had a great first game. <laughs> It's the second game that's the question. <laughs> uh, well, let's keep it going here. Two more games to touch on. We had Durant scoring 41 last night. Sort of gets overlooked with uh, all these other games happening. Uh, the Nets rallied past the Pistons 130-123. Um, Cade Cunningham was awesome oh. just for Detroit in the fourth quarter alone there. Was hitting some special shots. He is going to be an oh, incredible yeah. player. And just, you know, knock on wood that he stays healthy for a long, long time here. But Durant, pretty spectacular. 14-23, 4-6 from deep. You know, hit all of his free throws, 11 boards, five assists, three blocks. I, I will say it was nice for some other Nets. You keep talking about this task, like other Nets contributed. I say other Nets as in like Bruce Brown had a solid game. Nick Claxton, I thought, was pretty solid for them. You know, 11 points, some defense there from him, a little bit of defense at least. Seth Curry hit some timely threes, but they still gave up 123 points yeah. to the Detroit Pistons. They're going to have to find some sort of defensive identity here to like, go far and to actually really contend for a title. Like you could, I mean, they got outscored in fast break points, they got dominated on the glass. Pistons did work in the paint. Like they just 
they're like content, like, oh, we'll, we'll just outscore you. Yep. And they did last night. But that's not going to work in some of these playoff matchups well, as you move on. It's just not going to work. you got to play defense. Yeah, and it didn't work against the Hornets the other day, who were a right. better team. You know, they were able yeah. to keep on scoring. But I will say one thing about Dwayne Casey's Pistons. They have not at all let go of the rope. No? They have been competing every single game here. They punched the Hawks a week ago. Other than that, they lose by a couple of baskets. This one's seven points. But I think the Nets were looking at this going, hey, what, what's going on? I thought this was going to be a fairly comfortable win here. Instead, it took that Durant 41 points yeah. against a team that's obviously not going to make the playoffs at all. So credit to Dwayne Casey there. But yes, the Nets, they do have a bit of a concern defensively, I think. Anything, Dad? Well, the Brooklyn Nets just don't care about the regular season. And it sort of just adds on to my idea. My The league has an issue with the regular season, I think, and, and just the value of these games when guys are just sitting out. Kevin Durant was asked after the game, what do you guys have to work on here these last few games before the postseason? He said, quote, to be honest, we just want to be healthy. We all understand what playoff basketball is about. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really do not care. He knows that when he's the number one guy, everybody else sort of falls in line, as he says, as he said, but when Kyrie Irving came back, and uh, the guys started to get healthy. Everyone goes more into their, their the roles that they should be in, that they belong in for a championship team. And uh, they shot 55% from the floor and 54% from three. They know their offense is good enough, and they think they can turn it on defensively. And Yeah, yeah but it's that's a worry. like, to me, it's, like, it's show me how many teams in NBA history have, have ranked in the lower third of defensive rating to like go all the way and win it. There are a handful, I know, but that is really difficult to do. Like, yeah, I, I, I know you can turn it on, you know, really lock in, but tough. you have to have defensive players too. And it's like, it's so easy to say. It's another thing to actually do for four series. I totally. Yeah. I guess because on this team... too. Yeah, right. Yeah, on the road. Uh, because this team was the one seed in the middle of January, they think, you know, we can get back yeah, to that yeah. level. And they do have games. It is, it is a real Jekyll and Hyde. One game it's there, one game it isn't. Uh, but, you know, if you followed Kevin Durant's words, he just says, All right, we'll do it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like we we just don't care. I mean, he, he cares enough to, to get the feel and get the flow, and offensively they feel great. And uh, great handshakes with Kate after the game. I respect <laughs> nice. you. Yeah. You respect handshakes. me. Kyra. He already did that for Scotty Barnes. KD showed his respect for him. Mm-hmm. He's doing it for Kate. That was nice. Yeah, it was awesome. He played great. It was one of his best games amazing. of his very young career. Uh, Trey, what do you think about this Nets can they do this thing without really playing any defense and they don't care? Yeah, yeah, they can. Uh, it was the same story last year. You know, they were 22nd in defense last year, didn't care once again, and they still took the Bucks to seven games, held the Bucks under 90 points twice in that series. Yeah. So, you know, they don't have to tune in on defense seven games in a series, I don't think. They can try and win one offensively because obviously KD is good enough to win games offensively and Kyrie is yep. himself as well. So they are going to have to play more defense, but I think that like Kevin Durant is kind of the the epitome of turning it on when it really matters. That guy can be like a defensive player of the year caliber sort of defender, but he just doesn't do it most of the time. He will do it in the playoffs. They're going to have problems with teams crushing him inside just because they always do. You're not sure what you're getting from their role players. Like it's awesome that Bruce Brown has been playing well lately, but he also didn't play for the first three months of the season or whatever. You know, Blake Griffin had a great run in the playoffs last year. He hasn't been around LaMarcus Aldridge, sometimes here, sometimes there. So I think Steve Nash has a lot of questions to answer. Uh, But I think they can flip the switch enough to still be a competitive team uh, come playoff time. Because Katie's just, he's awesome, man. Oh, Like, when he's going, nobody can stop him. No, he was hitting some insane shots. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was hitting shots that you can't do anything. The league is in such an incredible place right now. Because we're talking about Jokic for MVP, or is it Giannis, or is it Embiid. 
And then there's like, oh, there's Durant. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's still LeBron. Luca going for 32, 12, and 12. Like, it's like it just keeps going on. You got the Suns players. You got Tatum. Mm -hmm. It's like amazing that guys that are like, if you're making a list right now, you're putting at 7th, 8th, or whatever. It's like, these are elite players. Like... In other years, they're top three easily and stuff like that. It's amazing, the talent right now. Yeah, when you think of some of the MVP races we've had, it's kind of been Steph, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, almost running away with it the whole season. But now there has been, and when I was going around the internet the other day, like there's probably eight guys who have been the favorite to win MVP at some point this season. And uh, that's great. That is great for the league. Get these guys on TV more. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, you can buy. Can't you buy? Uh, I don't know if you can still do this. Like, uh, could you buy the Sixers Bucks game on League Pass last night? I think can so. Yeah, four ninety nine or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. You can buy the sort of last. Does 10 anybody minutes. do that? I've never heard of <laughs> anybody <question>. do it. What's <laughs> an option? What about a good night for it last night? Like, yeah. imagine you turn on TNT. You're yeah. like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Then they pop up a little ad. Hey. Tune into the Bucks yeah. for a dollar ninety nine. I would have clicked instantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe somebody did. Let us know in the stream team I if thought, it was you last night. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm going to go rent a movie, and the <laughs> the only option is to buy it because you can't rent oh, it for another geez. three weeks yeah. or whatever. So a twenty dollar movie purchase. I'll do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I got no choice. I got no choice. <laughs> Once you've made the decision to watch, you're yeah. like, whatever it costs. Exactly. So seven bucks for a night of entertainment? Yeah. Worth it. I think it's six ninety nine. Oh, uh, I thought it was five ninety nine for some reason. Okay. But, but I think that's it might... too much, actually. Yeah. I'll say that's too uh, much for, for us. But it might go down game. as the game goes on, like you're saying. Like, yeah. it might five ninety nine start, catch the tip, but then second half, you know, maybe it's three ninety nine, fourth quarter, maybe $1.99, you know. Flex pricing. Yeah, yeah. were they like uh, second half of Lakers Mavs? Are they offering to pay you to keep watching? They're like, we got ads coming up here. We'll give you a dollar if you stick around. Yeah, okay. So you can see free pair of auto Okay, what do you got? Like, <laughs> you can choose one team, free trial for seven days, then thirteen ninety nine. Oh, that that's to follow the team, team for the whole yeah, season. I'm We're just... talking one game lately. Uh... Okay, <laughs> you keep looking. <laughs> Let's get Trey's thoughts on the Bulls getting into the. Fifth place by themselves here, 107-94 win over the Wizards. Uh, quick notes here. Oh, uh, thank you to my beautiful Bulls, because if they lost this one, I was thinking about becoming a Wizards fan. <laughs> oh, wow. I've been a Wizard magnet on the Top Shot stream, Skeets. Mm-hmm. They got these new pink jerseys, and if they took down the Bulls those. last night, I was like, going to have to pull a Jack Kogad here and suddenly <laughs> root for the Wizards. But a classic DeRozan fourth quarter win is really what this was for the Bulls. He scored 14 of his 32 in the fourth. Six of seven shooting. It was all mid-range sort of half spins and then take a 15 to 17 footer. Sometimes it rattled in and sometimes it was a pure swish. Also, shout out to my guy, Big Vucci. Yeah. <laughs> Huge <laughs> game. 27 points. 12 of 19 <laughs> shooting. Did he take a shot in the fourth quarter? Of course not, but that's fine. Because if there's anybody that's not going to out-physical Vooch, it's Chris Stapp's poor Zinger, So <laughs> I got caught saluting the Bulls flag yesterday uh, during the day. Laura said... Did you just salute our flag? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do it every day. I uh, did it again this morning. I got to show respect when they actually take care of business. Nice. <laughs> do you do you do it like do you salute the flag just like like a as you walk by? Do you stand yep, yep, yep. hat off, you know? <laughs> no, no, I should I should respectfully take off yeah. my cap, but usually, you know, I park outside, I walk out, see it. You uh, should rig up like a speaker on. to play like the Alan Parsons uh, project. <laughs> Every time I leave the yeah. garage, I actually love that. Uh, I'll record a video of uh, the next salute. They take care of They They actually get a win. Okay. Uh, because the one after the Knicks game, tears in my eyes. 
Yeah. Oh yes. We need yeah. we need Laura to set up a camera yeah. so you see you every day. Like like that salutes. Yeah, like the student who set up a camera of his teacher coming in every day. Yeah. Hello. 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 I uh, get you Trey saluting, salute. crying, you see all the fits. I like that idea. Yeah. Let's all make right. that happen. Uh Jenny, if you don't mind, throw up uh just the playoff picture. We've been doing this every day here, uh, for all the stream teamers, just so you get an idea of what we're looking at here in both conferences, because the Bulls, I said they are in fifth. They would be playing Philly, which uh, TK, before the uh, show here, you were saying, not a matchup that you love going against. I guess, I guess the <laughs> they got to beat and beat at some point. Well, they yeah. have to at some point in his career. Maybe four times in the playoffs? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, is it safe to say the Bulls would prefer to avoid a Sixers or a Bucks, though, and, and maybe they would take anybody else? <laughs> not that they would win, but like... Yes, I would say those are the, yeah. the top two most fearsome competitors for the Bulls yeah. because uh, Embiid and Giannis, they, the Bulls have no chance of matching up with. Right, right. And uh, yeah, you see the rest of the stuff here, the play-in tournament. It is Hornets, Hawks, 9-10 right now. Cleveland Nets in the 7-8. And in the West, it is Pelican Spurs. There they are. No Lakers, which looks crazy, uh, in the 9-10. And then you got Minnesota Clippers, which, yeah, not a lock yet because Minnesota's still trying to get out, but the Nuggets are doing their best to like hold them at bay. So could be Minnesota versus the Clips in the 7-8. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, let's hit the beach and answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. 
Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, back with the boys here in the Classic Factory. Let's hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Yeah, a little beach stepping. Keep sending them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. That's INC or drop them in the YouTube comments. First one. Lee, listen mm. up, man. Okay. You're going to love this one. It's from Sam. Okay. Hey, Sam. In, uh, is, it, <laughs> is it Geelong? Geelong. Geelong. Yes. Geelong, Australia. That's right. Sam, here he comes. Hi, no dunkaroos. Longtime listener, first time emailer. We love to see it. Uh, I find the various ways voters determine their MVP odd. Seems like it's more about narrative than performance. With such a long season, it's easy to forget a tear someone went on early or a lengthy cold spell. My question is, why doesn't the NBA use a system similar to what they use in the Australian Football League? I think you've brought this up before. I have. Votes are given to players each game by the umpires. Three votes for best player, two votes for the second best, and one vote for the third best, right? The votes are then counted at the end of the year at an award ceremony with the leading vote-getter winning. In the NBA, it wouldn't necessarily have to be the umpires or the refs. It could be the media doing this. In any case, I feel this would be a better way of determining who had truly completed the season from start to finish. That's from Sam again in Australia. What, what do you think? I mean, I guess you love this idea because you have yeah. brought it up before. All Australian, fools, Australian rules football fans love this idea because this is huge throughout the season. So just to, just to reiterate what, yeah. what happens here, right? So in a game, there's three umpires... Okay. Yep. And after each game, they huddle together and they write down this guy got three votes, two votes, one vote, and then that is confidential. It's like, no. Oh, it's not released <laughs> no, no, that no, game. No, 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 oh, okay, no, okay. No, I'm a little no. more intrigued by this. Yeah. Okay. And so then at the end of the season, we have what's called uh, the Brownlow Medal. It's the yeah. award. And yeah. they, they read out the votes at that award. So up until then, you have an idea because you've seen the games. Like, like I right. did well, maybe he got votes. But yeah. you don't know for sure. There's no, no. running tally. No. Okay, okay. And, and, and again, sometimes it could be, let's say a guy kicks 10 goals, but his team loses. He might get one vote or two votes, but he might not get three votes if his team loses by a lot of points. Okay. Um, so it's all you know speculative. Now, there's also uh, sometimes, like it is with media, there's biases from umpires. No. If, if there's a player who talks a lot of trash... <laughs> In the past, we've seen some of the best players haven't won it because they just they grind, they yeah. grind the umpires all the time. And also, if you get suspended at any point during the season, you are ineligible to win it. Oh, yeah. oh Mr. Because Temper Boy, watch out. Because it's, in theory, it's called the best and fairest award. Now, there has been times where a guy has won the award with the most votes, but he was he couldn't get the trophy because uh, or the uh, the medallion because he was ineligible. So, oh, so it just goes to the person in second? Yeah, and the person in second is kind of like, oh, great, I guess I won, oh, but he didn't. Yeah, it's, it's fairer than you are. Yeah, and, and, and that's, so that's been the debate Fair over years. Where it's, it's like, you know, you should, you should be able to win it even if you are suspended. But anyway, yeah. so I do, I, I absolutely love this idea because it does take some of the recency bias out when you do the awards at the end of the season for the NBA voters because yeah. we talk about it oh this guy's Devin Booker's having a surge right now you know that's really going to help his narrative and I think if you do it immediately after the game I think it does just sort of take some of the um, 
ability to sort of think about and look back at it. And maybe there's some emotion in the game that, that helps that player in particular, but I don't mind the idea of then having it like accumulate over the season. Okay, how many games do they play in an AFL season? So I think they play now, they have 24 rounds, I think, but they have two buys. So they only play 22 so it's games. Significantly less than an NBA Significantly season. Significantly less, and there's only... You know, in the NBA, what sixteen players maybe in a game? There's forty-four players in a and thing. So you've got a you know the bigger field there to choose yeah, from. Yeah. But I, I do just think that this uh, is a good way of doing it. So then, early on in the season, if a guy was playing well and maybe gets yeah. injured, you know that doesn't count against him. Where we go up, oh, he was playing fine early in the season, but then you forget about him. So I love it. It wouldn't happen because imagine having to read out every single vote from every single game. There's like thirteen hundred games in a season. And the uh, the commissioner, true, yeah. the, the commissioner of the AFL, he actually reads out every single vote. So every single yeah, vote, every single vote, and it has come down to literally the last game sometimes, where it's like you know one wow. player has been called. The is best- there like a like a public reading of the tallies? <laughs> that's what he's saying. Well, that, this is like yeah. the award. But I mean, show. that's a oh, that's the award yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. reading yeah, the yeah, votes yeah. live. Wow. And and it's really evolved <laughs> over the years, where now they have like uh, you know expected to vote, expected to poll votes in this game because the guy oh had a great God. game and all this it's it's massive it's massive but there was one time in fact 1992 where there was a guy who you thought was going to win it last okay. game of the season he needed three votes to win it he was down by two kicked 145 goals that season Jason Dunstall and the commissioner goes and three votes Hawthorne Jay Taylor and he missed out and everyone's like oh my god he should have won it so it was dramatic dramatic the boss Ross Oakley legend but uh, yeah, it, it's great we, we Australian fools I said the same thing Australian rules football lovers absolutely absolutely love this system because then we incorporate it into daily life as well like if someone had a really big night at the nightclub or well, we got the three votes last night so we would do it for the podcast oh, of course, yeah, of like course. yeah yeah we do all that so uh, I, I like it I do like it I don't know exactly who you would uh, how you'll do it if you would necessarily have only the umpires maybe yeah. there's like a one ump- uh, one uh, referee in the stands who does it for the game so because because <laughs> just send Zach Lowe to every exactly. game have Zach Lowe yeah. Yeah. maybe have Zach Lowe just a watch every game source. and he, yeah. he does it so okay so we know he likes it but what do you think of this whole thing in reading this email from mm. Sam and talking it out you like this idea of like tallying sort of every game is what we're getting at here the three star. I don't mind three stars of every game. Hey, it's like hockey. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Basically, is actually yeah. yeah. The yeah. three stars. I what? I don't even know who actually makes the decision for a hockey game. I got no clue because the, the, because they do it right then and there. Unlike the yeah. AFL, the three stars come out. Who does star it? number three? Yeah. Ray Bork. <laughs> and, you know, he yeah. says hello to the crowd. Yeah. Star number two, Chris Pronger. Do they still do this? By the way, yeah, they do. The, yeah, they do the skate. I think they, they still do this. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think so. Right. I mean, they only do Not it for every game. No, no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I think it is. Not isn't it? every game of NHL hockey. No, no, no. Like Saturday night. Only hockey night in Canada games huh. on oh, Saturday so night. I think Don it's only like on two it. games a week. I remember like seeing the it national, the, not every game, not at every Madison game. Square Garden. I remember seeing it might, the Sharks man. and the, I, and, the uh, no. and the Rangers because I, I remember because the guy came out and skated around. Yeah, yeah. Brett <laughs> Hervey, I think his name was. <laughs> still yeah, it's uh, it's not just hockey night in Canada. And media representatives from the home team make the selections. There you go. Wow. So, so but do they skate then every game? Is that- I don't know. I have a feeling they award it every game, but it maybe is not the thing where they're all coming out on the ice every game. That's my. I can't believe. My I says, can't but I believe watched it. Hockey in a while. All right. I used to. I used to shot list hockey Man, for was, oh, mo- right. like for seasons. I just sit there. 
Paul Ranheim, off the post. <laughs> you could have been doing the votes right, for yeah. hockey. 1344 left in the second period. Theron Fleury gets run over. <laughs> Good reacts from the crowd. Oh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I can't believe they do it for I was supposed game. to go to the Flames Oilers and it got canceled. Oh, yeah. oh that would have been great. Ah, oh, man. They just had a crazy game I saw. It was Did like 7-5, to 9-5 wow. or something like that. A lot of goals. It was between the I can't believe hockey is happening. It was between the pipe. Yeah. 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 I think it was Bill Ranford and uh. Mike Vernon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we can name old goalies, you know we're going to. Uh, oh, John Van Beethburg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I thought I'd uh, contribute <laughs> to the <laughs> hockey conversation there. He's now Dominic Hasek. Um, <laughs> Number 39. So, what, okay. What do you what do you think, Trey? Is this a dumb idea or maybe something? Yeah, it's to it? dumb, but okay. it's a good idea. <laughs> All right. It's dumb, but also good. It was like, I thought the Brownlow medal was a little confusing at first, but then having Lee explain it, the fact that, like, they actually have an award ceremony where a guy's just reading votes in an envelope, <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, yeah. This should at least be some sort of award. Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page here uh, for the three stars in hockey. Apparently, they do tally up these three star oh. points. And the Molson Cup is awarded to the top point earner of the year of each Canadian team. What? So I don't know. There's definitely a way to work in another sort of award sure. here for like season long performance. I love the idea of giving an actual medal. Yeah. yeah. It's all trophies like in that. the NBA. Maybe you throw on a ring if you win a championship, but a medal would be cool. Yeah. So it sounds weird, but uh, yeah, why not give away some sort of an award? I don't I don't love the idea of the, the referees voting on it. I feel like they are pretty busy to be yeah. who's actually They're playing well out good there. First yeah. yeah, let's focus on nailing the first yeah. part of it and then you can get your votes in. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Media. Pick like one, yeah, pick yeah. one super fan in each arena that chooses. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's gotta be something. That's, a, that's an interesting idea. It's a bit like the green jacket at the Masters too. The winner of the year before no, that's awards cool. the next on. guy oh, too. Yeah. Do that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will say in reading this email, I thought that this was something like, okay, the game happens, yes. the AFL game, and then soon after, the umpire's votes come out. So I was like, mm. oh, so this is like a running tally, which I'm like, that's sort of boring because then it's like, you know who's going to win the yeah. award because you just see it after every week. But I didn't realize it was secretive. Yes, so yes, man, yes. that opens up a whole Pandora's box of like conspiracy and like, yeah. you know, goose in the votes and stuff. Well, like, like, that. like I say, there's definitely been some of the best players ever haven't won it. And, and, yeah. and a part of it, I think, is because the, the, the anti-bias almost like, well, we always know that guy's good. But this guy played better oh, on this day. Sure. You know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, but this happens on the Monday night before the grand final. So, you know, that yeah. whole week, it's a whole big uh, build-up. It's a great week. It's the best week to be in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, I like the fact that it's not uh, not revealed that night, as you said. Yeah, it's, it's it awesome. makes it more intriguing. Yeah. But as Trace said... You know, I just don't want a calculation for the most valuable player. But in hockey, they have the Hart Trophy, which is the most valuable player, and then they have the. Well, oh, they have tons of awards in hockey. Yeah, but then uh, I had <laughs> the go. Art the Art Ross, which is yeah. the guy who's tallied the most points. I think it's just points. Anyways, yeah, sounds- so it's more of a calculation based awards. Right. I think that could you know could make sense, but I. I, I I don't think NBA fans would ever respect it enough. Uh-uh. I think they, they just want to argue. That's that's the problem. <laughs> that's what it takes away. It's the debate, the conversation, the you know the 
power of persuasion. That's what we want at the end of the season. I, th- I think, anyway. So I, I don't I mean, think it would go away. They have like the players' award as well. I think the NBA does that too, don't they? Where they have like the, the <laughs> for, play- for a little players bit. vote for the MVP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because then there's that uh, you know uh, admire admiration amongst the players. Like you know, Up we all here. know who the best players are and stuff like that. So I think there could be something where the referees get some say some say from the media and then some from within the players and get a cumulative thing. Oh a bit like goodness. the all-star voting without the fan part. All right. Well, great email, Sam. Yeah. Got us talking about, what was the cool guy you said that was like a part of the controversy in 92? Boss the Ross? Oh, Ross Oakley, yeah. Oh, Ross, Ross Oakley. The Boss Oakley, yeah. yeah. He, was the, uh, he was the commissioner who, who kind of, like David Stern, he turned it from like, we used to watch. Right? Oh, he was the commissioner. Yeah. Oh. He, and he read out I all the posts. He was the player. No, no, no. Uh, and, and so I remember we used to watch on Sunday afternoons the second teams play. That's how bad mm. AFL TV was in the 80s. It was like the reserves, it used to be called. So it was like, you're just watching guys out there who aren't even in the first team playing. And now every single game is on TV. Like they've really, yeah, yeah. you know, pr- professionalized the league. But the boss was the first one to really <laughs> the move boss. the league. Was he into... always wearing shades? Oakley? Uh, no, oh. no, no. He had That's a great so big bushy mustache. He was a, he was a legend. Legend, dude. You're a legend, <laughs> I can't believe boss. I'm talking about Ross Oakley on an NBA podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tess, let's go. Right. All right, yeah, a couple more emails yeah. here. Hey, guys, I've been a fan of No Dunk since the very beginning in the TBJ days. I've followed you through your various iterations and don't think it's an exaggeration to say you guys have been a significant part of my life in a way words can't describe, which is why it pains me to admit that I've started skipping episodes with you guys for the first time. What? And that's because I can't stand Survivor. (laughs) I've tried that show many times. I watched the first few seasons. I dipped back in a couple times because you guys spoke so highly of it and even watched the entire previous season. And I hate it. It's just not my thing. And I don't think it ever will be. I know you guys like it and it means a lot to you. And I like hearing the joy in your voices, but it's not for me. And I even got so unnecessarily annoyed. A No Buffs episode popped into my No Dunks feed. It made me stop listening to No Dunks altogether for a couple of days. Wow. My rage was that. JD, you really blew it. Put it in the wrong feed. (laughs) Get this guy a temper boy shirt. My rage was that of Lee being forced to do something before eating breakfast. Irrational and un. Tameable. My question on the back of this is what is something someone you know does or likes that drives you up the wall when it doesn't impact you in the slightest? <laughs> Turnips, hungry eyes, blossom. That's from Sod. Great email, Sod. Wow. So he was upset that a no buffs was in the no dunks feed. Yeah. And, and, he, it's and protested. He's really tried to watch no buffs. Or I'm sorry, to watch Survivor. Yeah. How's he? Oh. <laughs> like a clockwork orange again, yeah. forcing himself to watch. Uh, okay, well, to answer the question, um, it is a bit of a weird answer, but our, our friend Jared, he loves the impractical jokers. <laughs> like a lot. A lot. To the point I was doing like a fun Photoshop yeah. for his birthday. I put him as one of the impractical jokers. Looked great. Some of my best Photoshop work nice, to date. Man. Nice. I should get a photo. But, uh, uh, you know, I... Not a fan of the show. I don't care all that much for it. But, you know, he loves it. He wants to go on the cruise that they do and stuff. Like, he has every episode ever on his DVR. And, like, rewatches it. That's the crazy part. Like, I'm like, you know what's going to go on. You know the prank. You know who wins or whatever. The sort of fake winning. So, you know, it's his yeah. thing. I watch a lot of dumb television as well. Some people say Survivor. His is Impractical Jokers, and it's just... Uh, 
I can't get into it. I don't know if you've <laughs> no, ever seen no, it. No, well, I know what it you is. You know what it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a good it's, airport watch. I saw it on the airport. It's good just to peek up at the television and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a classic <laughs> just have it on type yeah. thing. I feel it's like that's It's a time-killing classic way. Like, I don't have to think about it. I'll just enjoy it. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's my answer. What, what do you yeah. got? Uh, I guess uh, I've got a neighbor. Nice guy. We When we see each other, <laughs> when we see each other, there's... But you know, time to crush him. And, you know, it's like... Very casual, easy conversation. He's got the most immaculate front lawn, nice. front yard. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Puts a ton He of does work. it or? No, he does it all. Yeah, oh, he does it all. Fairness. I always see him out there raking, blowing, you know, digging, scraping away. <laughs> Looks great. Right. But when I say I always see him out there, I mean, I always see him. There are times, it's fine, man. It's fine. You don't need to be... There's always I've a weed, Lee. There's always a weed. I've seen him sometimes literally looks like he is just picking grass out of the grass. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not, but it looks like it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's it's so immaculate, you just can leave it for a couple of days. He can't. It's beautiful. He's a nice guy. And meanwhile, like you're uh, messing with your mint. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah. oh, man, yeah. The mint, mint's, yeah, it's back. It's back. So do you, do you think you would ever say something to him? Like, no, I can't. I can't because hey. we're friends. You know, we're like, hey, how you doing? Great. It's looking great, by the so way. So you do say that. Yeah, I say that, well, of course. That's why yeah. he does it, for I'm, sure. I'm probably, I'm probably like, it's, it may be a bit of a giveaway that I'm always saying, it looks great, okay? It looks great. <laughs> never looked it. better. Yeah. It will never look better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, mine's similar. I hate it when Frank puts his tarp on my fence. It's my fence, Frank. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but, you know, Jack had told... To- no, it's not. Oh. No, 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 it's not. It's my fence. <laughs> my fence. What do you mean? Hold on. Well, the fence belongs to my property. Jack put it up. He let Frank put his tarp on it. Jack's gone. Trey's in. Frank's still putting the tarp oh, on. No, no, no. I don't know. He's I don't grandfathered know. in. On yeah, yeah wow. Frank has been grandfathered in, but... My sump pump shoots out into his yard, so I think it's a. Uh, I think it's fair. Oh. It's all fair. It's all fair. You got an answer for this, Tess? Uh, well, it's sort of like uh, Lee's answer. I've got a wife, but uh, <laughs> her, her, her half of the closet. Now, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I mean, it doesn't affect me, I should say, <laughs> yeah. but it bothers the heck out of me. It's just not neat. Mm. Ooh, it could be a lot neater. Uh, it, it's like it's sort of like uh, JD complains about you know strewn socks around the house. Yes, uh, Danielle just keeps stuff <laughs> around, but it's not. It's so not you, even yeah, clothing. You it's sh- not clothing. It's not clothing that's you know just just hanging hanging around. It's dirty clothing that's on a chair or whatever. It's boxes or packaging. Get it out of this. Get, and don't. And I'm the garbage man in the house, so right. I'm going to eventually be the one. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, God, you might have to return it. it or so, you know, mm, stuff well, like that. yeah, she's going to take it out. She even has a garbage in the closet. Like, I've got like a, a yeah. garbage container or whatever. Just get it out. So you share like a like a, yeah. a walk-in closet. Yeah. So you're on one side and she's on the other. Is that how, are you a corner and she's well? We have a corners? closet. We just we share a closet. Yeah. And her her half. It's not immaculate. Mm. It should be. It's <laughs> like mine. <laughs> you run you a, t- you run a neighbor over. over there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got what? I got your friend. Well, a neighbor. Oh, yeah. 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 Pick, it, I'll pick it up right, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Grass man. Mm. Final one. How diddly ho, no Dunkarinos. First off, I am not a college basketball fan. <laughs> but I was watching <laughs> the tournament off and on, and I couldn't help but notice the Wedgie's influence. 
Mm. For some reason, people have become infatuated with cheerleaders getting the ball down after it's gotten stuck on top of the backboard. It's mind-blowing. So this leads to the question, WTF, do we call this madness? It needs a name. Now, I am leaning towards clock block. <laughs> Since it is in close proximity to the shot clock. Anyways, just seeing if the promoters of the glorious wedgie have any other suggestions. Thanks, and always love the show. That's from Banana Bro Brad. Mm. Uh, and, and yeah, we've seen <laughs> this twice, B's. I think, right, Trey? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it really popped off when the first cheerleader did it, I think in that Indiana game Indiana, or something like that. Yep. And that's happened since. And the, the cheerleading squad was like, we're on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go get it. Yeah, we're getting the thing. ball. If that thing gets stuck up there, we got a plan. It worked out. You want to be first, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Way more buzz for the first uh, the first rescue there. Oh, I think they made Breaking Tea t-shirts for yeah. it. Uh, it was cheerleader awesome. Cheerleader saves the day, I think you can buy on Breaking Tea. That was an incredible moment. Uh, that, technically, it's a pigeon, though, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. Sitting up there. I do like the name Clock Block, though. It's Especially when it's right there by the actual clock. I would also consider the ballpark. <laughs> As you know, 79% of men think about their balls yep. every day. It goes up to 100% once you mention the stat. So I like to call this the ballpark because 100% of people notice it when the ball is parked up there. Right, mm. right. So it goes along with uh, the mm. clock block as well. But it is technically a pigeon. Um, yep. But you can have different names for different things. Some people call Papa Soda. <laughs> you know? yeah. Do you have any uh, suggestions or thoughts on this email from Banana Bro Brad and nah. this, this ball being up on the, uh, yeah, the pigeon being nah. way high? No, not really. Um, no, you're talking about just cheerleaders, you know, with March Madness and that. And I think it happened down at the fortress where we were last out. I think that's the last time I saw it. Nothing gives me greater anxiety than seeing them when they fling the girls up so high and they're like smiling or they're flipping and the guys have got to catch them. I'm you don't just like it. Oh my God. You they... should watch uh, the Netflix series uh, Cheer. Oh, uh, yeah. It's about cheerleaders. You know, competitive yeah. cheerleaders. Yeah, I but I mean, the stuff they do, it's. They fall. They yeah. drop them. <laughs> it's like, oh, they must. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. But they go so high when you see it in person. They must go up 35 feet. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Very high. Is. 35 feet? That's. Uh, I mean, I know they practice, but, uh, but, but they have feet. to smile and look comfortable, and they're, they're trusting so many people to make sure they nail exactly where you're yeah. landing there. So that's my only contribution, really. That's here. a bit of a ballpark pouch when they catch them when they drop. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's your just thoughts on cheerleading. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it definitely started to become a thing because, yeah, as you said, the second cheerleaders were ready to go oh, yeah. like that. And then in the Elite Eight, Ian Eagle was on the call for the St. Peter's game and the ball almost stalled and he commented about the cheerleaders doing it in the first two times and yeah. he just wished it happened. Now, Ian Eagle, he knows what a wedgie is. He yep. always calls the wedgie. He's a, he's a great wedgie caller. I think he called the potential one a stally up there. Oh, oh, oh uh, hello. So, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, ours is better. Um, and so the pigeon, <laughs> pigeon's better. But yeah, I understand. A leggy is when it's on the back of the rim. Almost never happens. Almost very rare. Yep. Even more rare than a pigeon. It's yep. true. I'm just so surprised that it still gets stalled on the back of backboards. Like yeah. Hmm. And that you can't, even more so that you can't get it down without a human. You know, like that you could be able to use a stick. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot, I yeah. guess NCAA baskets are, uh, there's a lot more gear back there. There's a lot up there. There's a lot of bars. I will say it has been nice during March Madness. I only, I only know this because people have tweeted at us. But like Bill Raftery, who's like a legend, you know, in the, in the broadcast booth, especially when it comes to college basketball, he used to call a wedgie a neckball. He mm-hmm. was one of those, you know, older 
generations that <laughs> would never call, call it a wedgie. And I, I think he has. He's on record this run where it happened in a game he was on, and he called it a wedgie. Mm-hmm. So no longer mm-hmm. a neck ball, which I'm happy to see. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting for uh, a wedgie to happen when Ian Eagle and Jim Spinarkle were on the mm. call because Spinarkle notorious neck ball man. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> we'll right. See about that. <laughs> no, it's a wedgie. Oh, that's gonna be a controversy. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Send in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc, I-N-C on the end, or drip them in the YouTube comments. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, JD's got Tweet of the Night. We've got the Pick'em results. we got such a battle going on in March's Pick'em, and we'll make tonight's very important pick right after this break. All right, we're back in town here, town being the classic factory. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Well, we go to our guy, JD. Yes. With tweet of the night. What do you got for us, man? Well, uh, New Jersey alert. Um, do we ever get jerseys at this time of the year? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is sort of out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, but it is spring, and the the cherry blossoms are a-blooming. And uh, the Washington Wizards have unveiled these new Bloom City jerseys, <laughs> or uniforms, I should say. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of these. Yeah, these are awesome. They look great. Um, yeah. Look They're at that. Sweet. They got, like these great, the cherry blossoms are just cascading <laughs> down the side of these jerseys and shorts. And I don't normally like a gradient on a short, but I like this. Yeah, this definitely. is... This is really cool, and I love this. Uh, the the oh, eye is the a cherry blossom. Oh. It's just great, and also uh, the it's the the nationals are involved in this too. Uh, city in bloom, Bloom City. Uh, mm. Is this new? This is new, right? <laughs> I, I've never heard uh, Bloom City before. Bloom city. For Washington, yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew they had the cherry blossoms. I've, yeah. I've never heard it called Bloom City, but maybe it is, yeah. I love it. I, yeah. I think it's the best new campaign since uh, We the North, if I'm being honest. Ooh. And I actually like the, the, the Nationals are even better. Really? I love these. Look at the look at the detail yeah, here. I this like the detail. I do love the pink on the, the yeah. Wizards ones, but man, I hadn't seen it up close like that. That's yeah. awesome. The details on the back. And like, yeah, it's just I'd wear this. <laughs> and I'm not a baseball fan. I'm certainly not a Washington fan, but yeah, it looks more like a shirt to me rather than a baseball jersey. I right? I love them as well. I do. I think they got screwed on the color palette though. I'd rather have the Wizards, which are amazing. And the gray. When you zoom out, you don't notice all the, right. the detail. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you did all. They did all right. Do little Corbin and other guy. <laughs> Do little Corbin and Gray, the so, national stars. But yeah, the tandem baseball and basketball. You don't see that. Well, I was gonna say. I'm just gonna speak to the timing, like you were saying, JD. Like, when are they ever releasing new NBA jerseys here in late March, early uh, April? But that's because of the cherry blossoms. Yes. Yeah. That's when they're blooming. So they're like, all right, let's go. Also, were those a gift from the Japanese? They Is that were. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 1912. Because cool. uh, since Rui's been there, they've got a pretty big presence, I think, oh, Washington. Yeah, I uh, remember Scott that. Brooks was like yeah. the second most popular uh, <laughs> NBA figure in Japan there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I guess that is the connection. Cherry blossoms and Japan. Oh, yeah. They used to call it Brooks City. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that Giannis. He would have liked that. <laughs> yeah, he needed a book. He would have loved. Yeah. He would have loved that. 
Uh, all right. Can't, yeah, buy, so him until, can't buy him until... Until uh, October, I think. Really? Yeah. I think that's... those are for next season. For the yeah. jersey. Yeah, they, definitely... they weren't wearing them against the Bulls last night. No, no they, they had a lot of cherry blossoms. I thought you could yeah. buy them about... already, but no. No, it's no. quite the tease. I guess the Nats are going to be wearing them immediately. Yes. But yeah, those are going to sell. For sure. How do you feel about WSH for Washington? As the uh, you instead know, the of little, WIS, yeah, uh, I suppose. I mean, that... I still get angry with uh, Charlotte. I'm like, in half the places it's CHA, yeah. the other pl- places it's CHO. Hmm. What about like, PHO and PHS? Yeah, yeah that one yeah. too. Man. That's a weird one. Yeah, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sticking the lane. Are those? Are is the uh, top on the Wizards a gradient too? Sorry to go back. Uh, nah, looks nah. solid. Looks solid. Solid. It's beautiful jersey. And you call yeah. it pink, Trey? Is it pink? I guess it's pink. Yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't really seen them in person, person yet. Uh, Hold on, that's definitely that's pink. pink. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. am I crazy or that's definitely pink? There was a a leak of like every city jersey that came out, and it just looked like the Wizards was going to be washed out red for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But these look like legit pink. Yeah, probably not quite as pink as um, the Heat when they had their pink jerseys, but pink. You know, like the like the cherry blossom. Let's hear from the stream team, guys. Fans of these, let us know in the comment section below the vid. Or are you maybe one of the rare people? Because I feel like uh, most people are into these lately. Yeah, like yeah, them. they're very pretty. That's a nice, nice word Jared for Boston. it. Ah, pretty. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. They're blooming here in I Georgia. I was going to say, yeah. and they're drive-in they here. There's some in the neighborhood. They seem to not stick around for too long, though. Like, we've got some neighbors who's like, they, they bloom, and then boom, they're gone. Yeah. That's the thing. They're fleeting. Mm, you really? got to catch them. Yeah. And, or they're gone. Yep. You get, like, a couple of days. That, that, yeah. Yeah, and they're all over the ground, and then that's it. They have to wait until next March. That's right. Uh, Pick'em results from last night. It was the Bucks Sixers game that hopefully, hopefully you paid five ninety nine for to watch on League Pass. Uh, Philly was favorite by one and a half. This is brought to you by BetMGM. That line. We had Lee and I taking Philly. I mean, wow, a couple shots here or there, and maybe we pull it out. But the Bucks get it done. They obviously hit the money line. So Tass and Trey got it right. We are so close here. Trey, that's a big one for him. He's almost in the clear at this point. Not technically, but close. Twelve and nine. Tass. Improves to 11 and 10. Lee and I fall to 10 and 11. Two nights left in March. Big, big game tonight. So where Absolutely. are we going? Big night in the NBA as well. 11 games. We're going to one uh, that has implications for the Hornets as they visit the Knicks. Knicks, two and a half point underdogs at home. Oh, God. Here we go again. Yeah, it's a tough line. <laughs> That's <laughs> tough. Charlotte game. has dropped to ninth in the Eastern Conference standings. They want to get up to eighth. They want to yep. jump Brooklyn again. At least get closer tonight if they can beat the Knicks in New York, which is a, not an easy place to play right now. You <laughs> Knicks can say that about the Knicks. Bing so that's why Lee and myself are on the Knicks to cover two and a half points. Skeets and Trey taking the Hornets. And I like that Lee and Skeets have, yeah. at the bottom so far, uh, at this point, have chosen opposite teams here. So this is huge. Mm. Yeah, because... Who knows what happened? Task could be sort of tied to this at the bottom if yep. the Knicks uh, can't cover, but we will find out. Yeah, are the are the Knicks going to start their season with a bing bong and end with a bing bong? <laughs> bing to start, bong to end? <laughs> it's possible. So big game there. Charlotte, uh, two and a half point favorites in Madison Square Garden. Let's call it there. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at nodunks. And get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Dollar a month deal still on for up to six months. Take advantage of that. And go to nodunks.com to get your new Mr. Temperboy t-shirts. And I just found out from Breaking Tea themselves, we got Mr. Temperboy mugs. Mm-hmm. I think these are live on the website. Go to nodunks.com 
if you want to get one of those. That That's a nice mug, Lily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun little angry guy there. Like the little no-dunk script under Mr. Temper Boy, so... Mm. Go to nodunks.com. Can we get some uh, Mr. Temper Girls out there? We I mean, absolutely could. You know, sure. Some fans out there. Our female fans. I guess also. we would do. Would you do Miss Temper Girl? Well, they did that, didn't they? In, with Miss, those books. Yeah. 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 Is that right? Mr. Got Man and, and yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. We'll have to look. Got to go, Miss now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, guys. We'll see you back here tomorrow from the Classic Factory live at 10 a.m. Eastern to recap uh, a lot of the games on tonight. Any of the big NBA news? Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, tell me if I'm right here. Did uh, six on Blossom? You remember six? Her friend, <laughs> Blossom's yeah. friend. Yeah. Did she used to call? Blossom Cherry Blossom? <laughs> Sweet little Cherry Blossom? I don't remember. I don't remember that yeah. coming up, but I don't have an encyclopedic memory of every episode of Blossom. Just, you know, the we'll first couple it. seasons. Yeah, we'll look into it. Cool. <laughs> cool. Brace the day, people.